0: deep in the heart of central texas it's the best of the outdoors podcast brought to you by texas fish and game magazine the voice of the texas outdoor nation i'm your host dustin von warnke author outdoor writer videographer speaker blogger and podcaster and i'm so excited that you took the opportunity to join our show whether you are streaming it online or you are downloading this on your mobile device thank you so much for doing so thank you so much for joining us today So another show, another week, and I wanted to wish everybody a happy new year since the new year came and went um, between shows, and I wanted to definitely thank you for sticking with us through the holidays, and I hope everybody had a happy holiday and uh, are having a good start to the new year. And uh, my guest today is Dustin Ellerman, a fellow Dustin, as I call him um and uh we're having a uh a good conversation on this podcast with uh with him about a couple of different things mainly we talk about getting your kids involved in the outdoors through the shooting sports through archery through uh all the different things that he has available and he is a camp director at a camp called camp his way and um He has been a camp director for many years now and is most notably known in the outdoor industry as the winner of Top Shot Season 3, which aired back in 2012. And Top Shot was a show that aired uh, on the History Channel for many years, and it's off the air now, but I'm sure you can catch it on YouTube or wherever the um, Top Shot reruns are found these days. And uh, Dustin is just an amazing guy. I just love this guy so much because he is a champion of the outdoor sports the shooting sports um he is a great camp director and has marksman camps for kids which is really cool uh in addition to his regular camp duties that he does during the summer um he has just some great opportunities for kids to get out and uh, even adults to get out and learn how to shoot correctly and um you know self-defense ideas self-defense tactics and those kind of things to keep yourself safe and defended out in the world and um Dustin is just a great guy. I really enjoyed this interview with him. We also talk about how to deal with anti-hunters. Dustin has been the subject of some death threats and kind of things online from internet trolls that are anti-hunters, and um, we talk about kind of how is a hunter to deal with anti-hunters and putting your best foot forward and putting the right imagery out there that we want people to have of outdoorsmen and um, just kind of the right the right foot forward in the world of, of anti-hunters and non-hunters that may not understand what we do as sportsmen, you know, and how to, how to kind of tackle those kind of things. So this turned out to be a great interview, and I really think you'll enjoy it. Um, here's my interview with Mr. Dustin Ellerman. All right, joining me on the phone today is Mr. Dustin Ellerman. You get a podcast today with two Dustins, not just one. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing, Dustin? Thanks so much for joining me. Hey,
1: doing well. Thanks for having
0: me. Absolutely. So tell me just a little bit about um, your background, and a lot of folks know you from fishgame.com that stay up with the digital side of Texas Fishing Game and the magazine side because you're our shooting editor. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and the kind of things that, um, that brought you into the shooting sports.
1: Well, I guess the biggest part of my background that I'm most well known for is uh, Winning Top Shot Season 3. And so that kind of launched me into the gun industry.
0: And that was uh, on the History that. Channel back in 2012, right? I watched it very, very adamantly. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it was a few years back. And, uh, uh, you know, I was just a fan of the show. And uh, it's kind of funny because uh, well, I had printed out the application for Season 1. And uh, we were building our chapel at that time. And I was kind of doing that at the camp. And and so I just ended up watching it, and after watching it, I didn't. I wasn't gonna. I, I didn't plan on going in or anything anymore. But the uh, a friend of mine dared me, pretty much to try out for season uh season three when they had their casting call, and right. You know, long story short, made it, and won it.
0: Wow, and that was a great. Uh, Chester Moore was there on that uh, final episode. I remember seeing that. Um, and that's how I really got to know you is, oh my gosh, it's a Texas boy competing on this national competition on the history channel and is nationally syndicated. And, uh, oh my gosh, he's going to win. You know, that was what I remembered of that. (laughs) I was a big fan of yours back then. (laughs) I still (laughs) am. So, and just tell tell me a little bit about your, um, what you do with camp his way and, and that kind of background in that as well.
1: That's right. Well, my day job is uh, running this camp out here. It's Camp His Way. It's a summer Christian kids camp. So our fr- primary focus is uh, kids ages 6 through 12 in the summers. And we'll run over 2,000 kids through the camp total. And uh, when my uh, parents founded the place, my mom was just real big on wanting to make sure everyone could afford coming to camp. Right. And so we only charge $150 for the whole week
0: oh wow and, uh,
1: that's a monday through friday session and then it's half that for the weekend it's a half camp and so we'll have 120 kids here monday through friday and they'll do all sorts of fun stuff like the water slides and challenge course hayride archery pellet rifles tomahawk throwing zip line, <laughs> uh canoeing swimming uh fishing because we're right on lake sam rayburn and uh uh, yeah, that's just to name a few. I'm just looking out the window, actually <laughs> listing those off. To, to
0: look at all and, the different uh, activities you have, wow!
1: That's it, and so it's a blast. And so that's that's what our main focus is. And then in the off season, the fall and spring, we'll host many type of group, a lot of youth groups, or just a men's group that want to come up and put on their own program, right. and uh, and then we you know we'll help them with activities and food. And, you know, the mills and such. And then on some of those weekends, I'm running a youth marksmanship camp. And that's been a lot of fun because it started with, uh, well, after Top Shot, I was like, oh, no, this is going to air. And now everyone's going to want to come want to come to Top Shot camp. <laughs> and we've been full for years just because we're a small camp and we don't right. charge much. So, right. you know, a lot of people demand yeah. is <laughs>
0: high. The demand is high. The supply is limited, right? With as many kids that's as you can it. host. Right.
1: <laughs> and, and so I was like, hey, let's do some something fun and and uh, and, and so we kind of just adapted w- facilities that we had here at the summer camp for marksmanship camp and uh we got a big nice rimfire range and then but the first day they're here it's almost all primitive weapons stuff so we were shooting archery and you know pellet guns but uh slingshots tomahawks throwing knives and shovels throwing stars blow guns all that cool stuff and our, one of their favorite activities is we have the zipline, and so we rig it up so they can shoot a paintball gun while flying down the zip line at night. <laughs>
0: I love it. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. you doing so uh, fun, man. That just sounds we've like we've got a, whole a light and laser on it. Oh wow. Yeah, we
1: put up targets down range and let them each have a little top shot run at it. And so, oh my goodness, it's, it's a blast.
0: I would say so. That's incredible. I mean, I I just love the idea of you're kind of going down there covertly you know, on a zip line and and popping targets as you go, and uh, that's great. (laughs) I'm sure they have a blast doing that, huh?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, That's what they all come... I always want to ask them, you know, what are you looking forward to the most? Or what was your favorite? And that's one of the top ones. But, uh, you know, the next day is all rimfire range. And so we're shooting... we, We try to hit almost every type of rifle in, in different disciplines where we start with the Savage Mark 1s or Rascals and, uh, you know, just from a bench, and then uh, we move up to kind of top shot style when we hit the semi-autos or lever actions, and, and also we have, like, the H&K MP5 rimfires. fires. Wow. Um, Smith & Wesson ARs, uh, Henry Lever guns, and the, everyone's favorites, the Vokurts and & Customs. And they'll, they'll have it's, uh, kind of a relay with their team. So we'll have one gun, everybody grabs a mag, comes up, does their part, and, and uh, just back and forth the rest of the day. It's a, it, it's a lot of fun.
0: And I know that one of the things that you showed me, you, we talk over, you know, instant messenger on Facebook all the time. And one of the pictures you showed me was a kid throwing a tomahawk, you know, this summer. And I was like, man, that is a cool camp right there. You know, you can't just oh, get yeah, stuff were, yeah. like that, you know, just <laughs> <Yeah>. anywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was in the middle of that. Yeah. You texted me. I'm like, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm up
0: <laughs> to. Here's the madnesses I'm involved in it. I thought that was great. I mean, I laughed so hard when you sent that picture to me, I showed it to all my friends and everything. It's like, look what elements up to, you know? <laughs> So, no, I think it's great. And, you know, one of the things that if, if anybody's listening to this podcast for any length of time, I mean, I talk a lot about getting your kids outdoors and getting your kids involved in the in the archery or getting your kids involved in shooting sports or whatever, because as I've said many times with many other guests on the show, kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal. You know, yep. kids that have constructive, you know, good things to concentrate on, they their minds and, and hands don't wander to other things that are that are less than uh, less than wholesome, if you will.
1: Yeah, and that's what's neat about the marksman camp is we give them such a wide array of uh, experience. Right. Where it's not just like you're going into one discipline. It's like we're going to do pretty much everything we can figure out how to do. Right, And so those kids leave that weekend saying, man, you know what? I love archery now. And they go out and start the, you know, the junior Olympic archery stuff. And, uh, others are like this, 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 bolt action rifle stuff, that's where I, and I love it. And so it's, it's, it's a neat, a neat experience and gives them, gives them well-rounded marksmanship skills.
0: So kids leave there with their own kind of idea of wanting to go into their own discipline of what they really like to do out of all the different activities you try, right?
1: That's it. That's it. Oh, that's great. Well, we just kind of gleaned from Top Shot and just wanted it to be as well rounded as we could, and uh, and uh, but it works out, you know, both ways. And they 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 get to see what they like. In fact, our our uh, another activity we implemented this year was the Gauntlet, and so taken straight from the last run of Top Shot, where you have to run all the different uh, challenges at once.
0: I remember that that show.
1: Yeah, so we have that set up. It's like wow. fourteen stations, uh, <laughs> twice as many as Top Shot. But hey, we don't have to film it and keep up with cameras. That's right. And so, so we have two stations. So two kids, or, or a lot of times, a dad and son will run it at the same time.
0: Oh, cool! And they.
1: They start with archery and then blow guns, and they have you know pop a balloon. Then they have to stick a tomahawk, shovel, and a and a throwing star, and then they have to get on a wobbly platform and shoot down targets with a pellet rifle.
0: Oh boy! Jump
1: over to slingshots and then rock throwing even, and then <laughs> you know, they have a 90 degree turn, so then they're all facing downrange and you know bolt action rifle lever, uh, the ARs, MP5, and Vakoursen custom, everything having to shoot a target. You know, ending with just hit a golf ball at 50 yards with that Vakoursen custom and. And then there's your time
0: wow and that takes about how long to go through that course
1: it depends on your skills <laughs> okay obviously because if you
0: can't stick the star and the throwing star or the tomahawk or whatever you got to go back and do that again right
1: yeah so i okay my time's around 80 seconds oh wow um mm, some of the kids that win it or the, the the dads will be from 200 to 300 seconds so that's if they break 300 they're 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 top
0: notch there oh wow and but then you do it in 80 that's holy smokes <laughs> a minute and well, 20 seconds oh my gosh
1: i, I kind of set it up you know so right. I, I know what's going on
0: <laughs> yeah i mean obviously but you are top shot dustin for heaven's sake so you know <laughs>
1: it's kind of funny when i can run it twice
0: <laughs> right at <laughs> <When, laughs> the same time they can do it once right oh, i my could lap you. that's fun oh that's funny that's funny and um tell me this too you are going through and um you learned a lot of these things from top shot but the way i understand it your background with the camp gave you an allotment of time this is what chester tells me at least about you that basically you honed a lot of skills of throwing you know throwing tomahawks and shooting and archery and those kind of things on on your own before you entered a competition like top shot is that right
1: well, I wouldn't say I had too much time to prepare for Top Shot because we didn't have much of a heads up.
0: Right, I figured um, what's coming exactly. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, while I did try to practice, honestly, what molded me the most was just a childhood that enjoyed it. Sure. And you know, I remember throwing a tomahawk when I was like probably eleven, twelve years old, just at the wood firewood pile out back. Right. Uh, you know, and and I I just liked it. And spending summers at my grandparents' farm, it allowed me to shoot a bow. And you know, I remember my own revelation because uh, I was—I'm really a self-taught shooter. But I'm like, you know what? I wonder if I press the trigger smoothly and gently instead of fast, yes. if that will help hit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so,
0: that helps you. Totally. A, right.
1: Yeah, it's just a, a God-given skills, you know, kind of, kind of what it, I, I had one training course which solidified, uh, you know, my, my pistol stance and grip and, you know, uh, got that solid from the old-school Weaver and stuff, uh, you know, g- getting away from that and, uh, you know, the more modern techniques. But besides that, everything else is just me kind of figuring it out.
0: Sure. No, that's great. And, I mean, so if if you wanted to get involved more in, or get your kids more involved in the shooting sports and you didn't live next to Sam Rayburn, you know, uh, Sam Rayburn, I should say, um, by, uh, by your camp and everything like that, what are some advice that you would give to parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles or whatever to take their kids on their first shooting experience? I asked this because my son's seven, and he's starting to get at the age where he can handle a gun and that yep. kind of thing's better. And I was just kind of wondering what your, what your advice would be to folks, because I really talk about that a lot on this podcast.
1: Well, there are a couple good organizations out there. And so um, I've heard a lot of good things about Appleseed. While I haven't been able to participate in any. I've heard, you know, good things about them. It's, it's
0: historical and,
1: you know, solid marksmanship skills. Um, I hear a lot about 4-H, and uh, I have a lot of uh, 4-H students that come here. And, uh, you know, uh, mine may be more fun, but they, you know, they they still have the get-togethers, and right. uh, theirs will be more regular and 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 local for you. Uh, but at the very least, g- get them proper training and skills. Sure. Um, you know, I I, I teach. Um, a lot of pistol uh, courses and stuff, in, in my off time, in the, you know, around this time of year in the winter, when the camp's not running so uh, heavy, right. And uh, I, I see a lot of guys that've been shooting their whole life, but they've been doing it wrong, right? You know, and, and just an hour on the range with them, I can give them a lot to work on, and you know, you hear all the time, I never knew, and mm-hmm. so find a, a an instructor with a solid reputation and experience. And you get your kids started off right, well, then, you know, uh, then they they're, they have that foundation. And uh, so just in, instead of taking them out back, which is a great idea, though, get them involved one way or another. But if you can get them involved right, yes.
0: uh, they're
1: going to be all the best marksmen they can be and not have a bunch of training scars to overcome when they're older. Like, well, shoot, I wish I knew this when I was right. you know this old.
0: And just so folks know, I have a YouTube video, my most popular YouTube video, which is nowhere near your YouTube audience, but I've got almost 200,000 views on my video on how to shoot a compound bow and about 180,000 views on how to shoot a crossbow, just the basics and fundamentals. Um, and those have been my most popular videos because I I inspire a lot of kids that that just pick up their first bow to go on YouTube where do they go I mean they go on the internet and find you know a video and this is a video I did back in 2012 in the summer of 2012 and I repurposed it I had it all together at one point and then I cut it in two and basically made one for crossbow one for compound bow and it really shot to the roof then uh, because people were really engaged in trying to find so I mean it's not a bad idea to learn some basics and stuff like that but it's better to have hands-on I would say wouldn't you
1: oh sure you get that feedback absolutely Um, but hey YouTube is a great place to start to learn right (laughs) if you don't have that uh you know the the opportunity to go out and and rent an instructor but right uh, yeah, yeah, a great place to start.
0: I even have a a, a, um, a video of how to shoot a handgun, how to shoot a um, a rifle. You know those kind of things. They're not near as popular as the archery ones, but I kind of thought found that interesting when those started going quite a you know, quote unquote viral. You know, I was like, wow, I've got something here that people are really. You know getting involved in and um are really interested in and it really made me feel good for making those videos because they really help people do i talk about things in archery like not to you know give your your bow the kung fu grip you know not to punch your release yeah uh if you go down on your bow you know if if you're if you go off your let off you know at full draw you need to redraw the bow completely from from the you know from the first from the beginning of the cycle um, those kind of things, just uh, just uh, things that I That's was great. taught by experts over the years. You know that uh-huh. I wanted to impart to other folks, and you've got a lot of videos like that too, don't you, Dustin?
1: You know, I, I try not to engage too much in the instructing. I do have uh the tomahawk and knife and shovel throwing that right. type of thing because I'm just all those internet commandos will come out, and I'm oh, sure you may have seen that. <laughs> yes, and they're trying to tell you what you're doing wrong and. I just I you don't and like I have never talked about that. that,
0: but it's true. You know, you get these folks that come, and I get, get a bunch of thumbs da- thumbs downs on my on my viral videos and stuff. But I mean, the bottom line is you're trying to do the greater good, and that's trying to teach folks that are new to the sport how to do it right. You know, and I mm-hmm. think there's something to be said about that, regardless of what the internet commandos say. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so.
1: yeah, so true
0: you know, but so, I mean, I, I invite people to check out what you do on your product review videos and those kind of things as well. You're very popular on Instagram and on YouTube and on Facebook. As a matter of fact, uh, you're an easy guy to follow. And I love watching your stuff and following you because you're, you're so easy. You're so fun, you know, to, uh, to keep up with for sure. Well,
1: thanks. You know, something I've said for years is I don't claim to be the best, but I claim to have the most fun doing it. There you go.
0: That's right. I mean, what else do we do all this stuff for? This is fun stuff, you know? I mean, this is why I do this podcast because I have a blast doing it, you know, and talking about this stuff. So, you know, um, but I think that's great, and I just love – I love everything about the shooting sports and archery and everything, and I just – I think – I just – I honor you so much, Dustin, because – you you are imparting those skills to our next generation of shooters and marksmen and um and archers and you know tomahawk throwers or whatever um, you know, I just honor you for that because that's something that we miss a lot of times as much things as kids have going on these days with video games. My son just got an Xbox 360 for Christmas. So, we're all involved in that now. And uh but I still try to get him out shooting as much as I can and learning about firearms and learning about safety and those kind of things. And I don't think you can teach that stuff enough.
1: That's right. I mean, just the last week I I uh, uh it was one of the air guns I reviewed the- uh, Umarex, like apx or something uh-huh. and i gave it to my uh 10 year old and i was like let's just go on a woods walk and you know so we just we just walked all around in the middle of the forest just hiking through and just letting them uh if he saw you, you know some trash or any kind of target he could acquire sure. and it's just it's just fun and just you know letting them be boys and and uh and just have
0: fun and you got how many kids again forgive me i think you guys said, i've got five, five. Yeah, I was going to gonna keep say up five. With. yeah i was gonna say yeah you have five and are they mainly boys girls i forget what the mix is
1: actually two boys and three girls
0: oh wow god bless you that's great i have one i can hardly keep up with you know so for five that's awesome um and you know just you are like the 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 you know um the best you know guy i've ever seen out there taking his kids and showing them and then showing that on social media of what you're doing with them shooting or hunting or those kind of things um you know i just honor you again for that too because you're actually practicing what you preach
1: well you know honestly that's that's where my passion is, is is doing it with with them sure uh i found out especially this year it's like I don't want to go hunting by myself anymore. Right. I don't. I don't care about harvesting a big buck. I get much more enjoyment out of seeing my 16 year old daughter, you know, get, get a eight point than than I would myself doing it. And so that's where my focus is now is just you know, uh, letting letting the little guys uh, do their thing, and then right. I I just enjoy it so much more.
0: And your kids are very blessed to have a dad that's into suppressors and ARs and those kind of things, too. 300 blackout rounds and those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, they, they have no
1: idea nobody else
0: has this kind of thing. I know, man. You have a lot of cool <laughs> toys there, for sure. It's like, dude, you were shooting a 300 blackout SBR with night vision. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Not everybody gets to do this, kiddo, you know? <laughs> yeah. And something I wanted Lucky, to bring dude. up, too, uh, if it's okay, is uh, you made a great post on fishgame.com the other day of the quote-unquote haters we all get in social media. Oh, um, man. You know, and I get that, too. I'm not as high-profile as you are, obviously, but, I mean, you definitely caught, you know, for, for putting the, you know, a picture of your daughter holding a buck, you know, that, or a doe, I forget what it was, that you harvested with one of your, um, one of your quote-unquote assault rifles <laughs> with and, a you know, silencer. Yeah, it was an eight-point yeah, uh, uh, an eight buck. And I thought it was a great, very well-tastefully-done photo, but you still had people come after you, right?
1: A lot, and uh it, it's expected, because I knew... Well, I knew one side, you know. Okay, the level-headed, common-sense guys that love seeing an attractive young girl with a, with her with her first hunt and the, and the harvest there. And you know, it, 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 and so it's going to get a little more reach. But boy, uh, it, it reminded me of like the Kendall Jones, if that was the right name, when uh, it, you know she went hunting in Safari Africa and just all the death threats and, and stuff that come. Right. It's like, what is with people? I don't. There's just a whole different worldview out there, but it's so hateful. It's not like, yes. it ju- it just keep scrolling, buddy. No, it's like, I'm gonna send you and your family death threats. Wow. wow.
0: It just and I talked on a previous a couple of podcasts ago with Blake Marshall. He got an actual he showed, he posted a picture. He's kind of a high profile hunter uh, hunting guide. He posted a picture of a bobcat that he had killed. He had a non hunter. She wasn't like Peta or she wasn't like you know one of these antis. But she just said, "Please explain to me why you kill something you don't eat. Why do you hunt for predators? Why do you do this?" And we went through on that podcast and kind of answered her question. And yeah, uh, that's and, a
1: logical discussion. It's exactly, rational.
0: and that's healthy. But the irrational, you can't really argue with irrational people, you know, because you'll never win, you know. When it starts and
1: ends with cuss words and Uh, is filled with, yeah.
0: (laughs) And your post went viral, and I mean, and and I just was sitting there reading some of the comments, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I went to the actual post from your story and read some of that. I was just blown away at some of the stuff people would say, especially people from other countries that didn't understand American hunting and, you know, our heritage and our sport and that kind of stuff. I was just blown away, you know, but – I don't know. Yeah,
1: I, I think they think animals live forever in the wild, and it's just some magical place. And, you know, if they really would see how, you know, <laughs> deer are eaten yes. savagely by coyotes yes. and whatnot. fawns
0: are eaten savagely by coyotes at least. Oh, my know. gosh, yes. So, and nature does not have nature's its own worst, you know, um, you know, self because it it goes after the youngest and the weakest, and you know, just yep. awful injustices yeah. that we see as humans, you know, that nature does on its own. You know, and um, but we're just interacting as part of the ecosystem because I, you know, a lot of people know this from listening to this show, but I didn't start hunting myself until my early twenties. I grew up okay. around it, but I didn't actually start start hunting. I killed my first deer, I think, ten years ago or uh, eleven years ago when I was twenty six, but. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't really understand hunting like I did until I really got around a bunch of people that, that taught me the way of the woods and why we do what we do and how it is a heritage, how it is a sacred, uh, communion with nature It's not just going out there and and killing stuff just for fun. Like we're bloodthirsty criminals, you know? Um, uh,
1: hunter hunters are the number one conservationalist out there.
0: Absolutely, uh, next to you know all these folks that say they're environmentalists and everything like that. I think hunters are the true environmentalist. I really do.
1: Very true.
0: But you know, I just really think that overall, you know, the way to to portray you know something to an anti-hunter is just to explain here's why we do it every time i post something on facebook of a of a kill i used to just post stuff no big deal but then i realized so many people watch that don't understand why mm-hmm. what we do after we go bow fishing you know we don't eat those fish necessarily but we take them out of the water because they're invasive species uh why we don't need a predator because you know any time a predator lives something else dies you know, and we want to take them all, you know, a certain number of predators off the off the land just to, to balance the ecosystem. I mean, there's reasons aside from just the the regular stuff that we, um you know, that we do things for. And, um, you know, I think just explaining that, like you kind of did with your daughter's hunt, you know, it's still, you're going to still incite some rage. But as long as you, you know, go through and try with the right mindset and the right attitude towards, you know, people, anybody could be seeing this. Here's why I posted this, you know. I think that's a better way to look at it versus just "here's my deer I killed." You know, <laughs> I don't know. I just think using some sensitivity is where I'm trying to go with this.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, and and yeah, just a learning experience and a teaching experience for others. It, it's a uh, yeah, we got that reach. We got to use it right.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm just we have such a social media is such a huge you know 800 pound gorilla now, and you know just the fact Wait,
1: that is the, is the gorilla you, thing a joke?
0: Or <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> just joking. Um, no, uh, no I shouldn't say said gorilla. You're right. I just said that. Yeah, no, no, I apologize. Pun not intended. <laughs> um, but really funny. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, but basically, you know, what I'm saying is that it's, it's a, um, it's just something that I think we had to be more conscious of that non hunters are watching us, anti hunters are watching us. What face are we putting out towards the hunting community when we post a picture or when we um you know, write an article or whatever we do in the outdoors to uh that might possibly influence others, you know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and yeah, that's something I tried explaining, it's just <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of work involved in hunting, too. Yes. And that's why we are proud when we get a nice buck, because it, it reflects that work. No, sometimes it is luck, but a lot of times it's like, you know, all the all the prep work and, uh, and the practice beforehand and the early rising, and they didn't see the 15 times we got out and spent, you know, 20 hours out there and didn't see anything,
0: so... Or the time uh, we just, missed. Anybody there, you know? <laughs> I've got plenty of misses <laughs> in my hunting videos, folks, you know, <laughs> so... You know, I
1: haven't experienced
0: that one yet. Oh yeah, you haven't experienced missing any of That's right. You're top shot Dustin, I forget. <laughs> so but um no, I just there's a lot that goes into that. And I think once people understand that, especially in the anti community or the non hunting community, they, they they will have more of a respect for what we do if we just have a level headed, you know, common sense approach to the way that we portray things like that. Um you know, I think that's, that's, that's an important way to look at it.
1: Sure. Sure. And I'm happy to en- engage in those conversations when it's a conversation. Yes,
0: me too. And just, uh,
1: yeah. And, and we have to make sure we, and that's something else. Somebody else, you know, you can get your temper all fired up because somebody else just threatened your life and called you and your family bad names. So you have to realize the next comment, you know, may actually be a innocent question that really needs just answering with, right. It just it just that understanding
0: i guess i didn't realize the amount of folks that were out there that didn't understand until i saw your article and your post on the you know how to handle the haters or how to handle the antis or whatever the, the name of the post was but i really it brought to that to me fruition of oh my goodness there there are a lot of people watching out there it just made me more conscious of it i guess
1: yeah yeah it's a it just depends on your reach and that's the thing when 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 your reach gets too far you get too big an audience and now you get the rest (laughs) everybody
0: has an opinion then right (laughs) yep (laughs) that's right so um one of the things that you do for our magazine is you write uh the shooting column every month which is in the department of defense is that correct And then the other thing that you do is contribute, as I do, to fishgame.com. And I told you the other day about that high-fence hunting story that I wrote when I did that podcast with Blake Marshall. And my goodness, I had one guy say I was an idiot. I had a couple other people and I was just like, I kind of wrote that to take some people off, I guess. I knew it was going to take some people off. I didn't really consciously write it for that. But um, do you catch any heat for any of the articles that you write sometimes on our website? I do every once in a while
1: yeah no no, I guess a lot of stuff isn't that controversial okay. like you're just talking guns right um i, I mean it, it's it's a review it's it's uh this happened, and you know this is what we can learn from right. it and right. uh I haven't had too much on that end
0: I mean so many of your of compared to a lot of our other writers on the website, so many of your um i guess the ways you share them on social media that like, uh, kind so much of your content goes viral so quick, and I just kind of think it's neat to to watch you know. Uh, you in a space fun. like that? It, it, I, I'm sure it's a blast. You know, I I had some of that kind of happen with the high fence hunting story that I did, but you know, I just made the case for you know both sides of the argument. You know, and some people still didn't like it, but I really think mm. that what you do with your writing is I read a lot of your stuff, and I think some of it, so much of it, is very you know um, level headed and and smart and um, and very well you know very well composed. But I'm sure you catch you know stuff from both ends on it too.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah, the only thing I can really think of is just it, whenever you, you you still have the anti-gun, you know, assault rifle
0: yes. crowd, quote unquote assault and, rifle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so you but then a lot of times that's a uh, you, it it's not such hateful and it it is ignorance. Right. And so those are the easy ones to have a conversation with. And it, it always starts with I don't see why anyone needs quote unquote you know assault rifle suppressors and and and, and you can just start by making sure you're on the right terms and you, the right definitions. Like, okay, can you explain to me what an assault rifle is? Because I right. think you know, it, I think it, it, that word doesn't mean what you think it means.
0: <laughs> this is not a machine gun, for heaven's sakes, you know. Yeah, know.
1: and then and then you start from there, and then it's like, oh, you know, full autos have been registered and restricted and heavy regulated and extremely expensive since 1934. Right. Oh, didn't know that, Uh, you know, this, this background registration and all we, we have that. You can't just go and buy a gun without asking the government for permission. You know that, right.
0: It's about educating your audience. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and there's a there's a good bit of education that can be done out there. <laughs> yeah, there is,
0: and that's something I just kind of brought this up in this podcast. So, I think all of us as outdoorsmen and women, and people that are carrying forth the heritage of our our gun rights and our hunting rights, and and those kind of things that we that we hold dear to us, um, you know, can just be cognizant of that. Just be aware of of those kind of things in. Um, and social media and wherever else you're at, you know, I, I tried to, um, I used to drive an SUV and I had a hitch on it and I would always cover my deer up because not because I was ashamed of it, because yeah. I didn't want to really offend. I didn't really want to go there with anybody. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You know, uh now I drive a pickup truck and it's no big deal, you know, and people, you know, would would still ask me questions here and there, but it's just about using some common sense things to keep things on the up and up and keep people, you know, um, from from drawing their own conclusions and drawing their own opinions, you know.
1: <laughs> Transporting a deer made me think of a video I shared. Oh yeah. Did you see it where the guy put a deer in his A T V?
0: Oh no. It, it
1: looked like it was driving down the road in <laughs> <from> the trailer. <laughs> it's like okay, that's okay, that's funny, but to me. But yeah, others might not see it so much. Uh,
0: yeah. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. That is funny. And um one of the things that I think is cool about what you do is you do review a lot of different guns and I think that's cool to watch your videos, watch your YouTube channel and that kind of stuff. You review a lot of accessories for firearms and for um for um, other other weaponry as well, correct?
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I try to make my videos quick and just clean and uh, it is, as long as my attention span is, so that's why they're pretty short.
0: I notice that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've noticed they're short so, and to the point. I like that about them.
1: That, that's right. We don't even intro. Here's the gun. Let's talk about it. Right. And it's a, it's a lot of stuff. It takes me a little time to get a review up because you know when I'm like I just uh, released the Wal. And uh, I, I wanted, I carry it for like a month or two, and I shoot it for a couple hundred rounds before right. we form a conclusion. And so, and, you know, just trying to, yeah, just, just just let the audience know, and it, um, all my stuff's honest because it, it's something that I, I either believe in and carry, and, and and that kind of stuff. Like the Walther PPS, I've been carrying the M1 and forty for years. Right. I mean, there's no finish left on the slide. And wow. So, yeah, just good stuff. Having fun with it. And you
0: cut out there when you were talking about what what was the review you just finished? I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, a call was coming in. Um, um uh, the Walther PPS. Walther oh, PPS. So okay. Cool. It's a compact, you know, uh, carry pistol, single stack from Walther that's been around for years, and they just redesigned it with their M2 version. Oh, cool. But it, it, you know, it's like Springfield came on the scene with their XDS, and yes. they're like, this is the first single, you know, polymer striker, st- single, single stack gun out there. I'm like. Well, Arthur beat you two years ago. It's just their marketing stuff.
0: <laughs> it's all in the marketing. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and so it, sometimes it doesn't get the attention it deserves. So right. anyway, fun stuff, good stuff out there. And I like just sharing. Next, I'm, I'm trying to do a series on just all the marksman camp equipment we use.
0: Oh, that's great. And, uh, and so starting
1: off with, yeah, Smith & Wesson MMPs and then just featuring everything that we use and why we use it and chose it and, uh, yeah, the good and the bad about them.
0: No, that's great. And I mean I recently I filmed I didn't film two hunts with my AR I had two uh two a doe and a spike that I killed in Brady not too long ago. Or not actually a yeah. Mason. Um I hunted with my AR fifteen and 223 with uh Hornady spire point uh hand loads and nice. um you know, I, I did that to show that you can shoot deer with a two two three as long as you take a neck shot. I even took a shoulder shot on one because I missed a neck shot, and it still dropped within 20 yards. Um, and uh, and then I filmed my last video was in Brady, or my second-to-last video was in Brady. I shot a um, a, uh, a doe with uh, the same two two three Olympic arms two two three and uh, I do that just to show that just because it's a black assault rifle, quote unquote assault rifle, doesn't mean it's evil. Doesn't mean it's bad, you know. And um, and that this is a perfectly fine hunting weapon. You know, it's not evil. It's not you're just going to go off and start, you know, slaying people or whatever. You know, the 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 some of the media would have you believe that a, a assault rifle yep. is evil, but I mean, it's a perfectly fine gun for hunting. And I think it always has that. You know, I'm trying to get past that connotation, if you will.
1: Sure, sure. And you and are I too. I know
0: of, you are. That's the reason why I bring that yeah. up.
1: It's just I, I like I like the black rifles and you know, you say two, two, three with the AR, but that's some you can have dozens of different calibers with any AR. And i what's real funny if you want to make an anti gunner's mind explode uh, show CMMG came out with a muzzle loading AR-15 upper.
0: <laughs> I love and it. And so you know
1: you can show them this. All oh, the well, the first and second amendments only for muskets. So like this is a musket. This is a man. musket
0: AR-15. I love it. Oh, that's great. I had no idea they came out with anything like that. I love well, it.
1: Well, I'm sure that's a very very niche market, right. even if it's on, on the market anymore. Right. But I just. It, it made me giggle. It proved like, the
0: point, is, right? <laughs> this is
1: so different.
0: Oh, that's uh, but yeah, and, and that's
1: uh, uh you, you know you brought up two two three too. I mean, that's the most hogs I've killed have all been with two two
0: three. That's good to know.
1: Yeah, and and sometimes it was in my younger, less experienced days, but I had a bunch of fifty Vmax saved up from a. I wanted to go on a prairie dog hunt, and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And so I was using it on a hog hunt, but that stuff worked good.
0: And you're it's taking just, head and neck shots, I assume, with that, or are you taking behind the a shoulder A lot of times just
1: full shoulder just wow. because, I mean, you get in a, a sounder, you just start shooting, and instinct puts it center mass. Right. Um, and that's why VMAX works. So it, it's made to kind of fragment, and it transfers a lot of energy quickly. Right. But you don't want to do that on, say, your white-tailed deer because right. you can mess up meat. Yes. But it works great if – and even as like a self-defense, that's what the Hornady uh, taps and stuff were. They were right. VMAX bullets right. because the energy transfer and then you have less uh, pass-through, so you know, uh, background safety. And uh, it, it works quite well to stop a hog.
0: No, that's good to know. I I need to get some more handloads made of my uh, spire points, but I've been very successful with those. My I missed one shot on a on a spike that I, uh, when I was out in Mason, Texas, not too long ago, I missed one shot, and my my father-in-law said, "Well, go ahead and take a behind-the-shoulder shot in case your gun's off." I shot him, and he ran away. And my father-in-law looked at me, and he slapped me on the knee, and he said, "I don't like your gun." That two two three is not powerful enough. I said, let's go look. Let's go find him. Yep. I found him. I found him ten minutes later. Well, we waited about thirty minutes before we, but it didn't yep. take me. But to, you know, less than five minutes, really, not even ten minutes, five minutes to go up and and find him. He's twenty yards away, you know, with my flashlight. And I said that, no, that I, that's more than enough. You know, firepower. You-, you know, especially when you're talking about kids taking their first shots and that kind of stuff. I don't. Know, that's a controversial issue there, but. Um, you know, I think as you use the right bullet, you know, and you're 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 conscious about sh- you know shot placement, I, I think it's a fine gun. Sure, sure, and that's fine. Uh,
1: I mean, I'm all about shot placement, even we're talking defense or hunting, right. and that's that's what matters. Uh, did you have an exit wound?
0: Uh no, I didn't.
1: Okay, yeah, I had that same thing with a uh, actually my daughter's deer with a 300 blackout. Oh, really? And she made a good shot. it was just a slight bit high, so it didn't get the heart. But it, we, uh, anyway, we found it just fine. And just no exit wound. That's harder to track, but it was just as
0: dead. Right, right. And that's that's what you want. And what what side, what uh, grain were you shooting in a 300 blackout? I'm just curious.
1: I think it was. I'm getting – okay, I think it was the Nosler 125s. Okay, Ballistic cool. tips. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, i say I either do the 125 Noslers or SST. Cool. And, but, you know, with I may try the 110 grain VMAX and stuff. Uh, not VMAX as much as the uh, the Black Hills. Uh, okay. Black, is that right? The Black Tip. Barnes. Barnes, Barnes black, black Tip. tip. The, okay. They're pure copper, so they're a cool. little pricier. But for hunting, it's not like you're shooting like at steel. Right. My only deal is uh, I get such a – Difference in zero between 110s and 125s, and then of course the subsonics drift even more. Right. But uh, I got to just decide on the load and keep it.
0: Right. No, I figured as much. Well, those 125s ahead, are
1: actually cheap to shoot target wise. So are they? That's why we stick with that with the hunting.
0: That's good to know. <laughs> that's really cool. and That's a light grain from what a lot of people are shooting in 300 Blackout, right?
1: Um, not really. No. Uh, if you're doing supersonic.
0: Oh supersonic, okay, I'm sorry.
1: Supersonic's <laughs> gonna be one ten to one fifty.
0: Okay, okay. Um
1: and uh it's just the uh, once you go subsonic, you're talking well, you can start low end Gem with the one eighty sevens to uh two twenties.
0: Okay. Yeah, two twenty is about the max of, of grain weight that you want to put in the
1: at least factory wise. I've factory-wise, seen guys do two forty yeah. and such. Ooh, but wow. and I've seen subsonic one fifties, but I like staying by the books. <laughs> yeah, no, I do too. If there's no load data, we don't do it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I want to be safe about that for sure. So, uh, Well, I don't want to keep you anymore. I know you're busy, and I really appreciate your time today on the podcast, sir. Hey, My pleasure.
1: Thanks for, well, we'll do it again sometime. Oh,
0: absolutely we will. And I I just want to invite folks again. Monthly, you've got an article in uh, the Department of Defense with Texas Fish and Game Magazine, and then you have your uh, your column online, which is very well read by a lot of folks. And uh, just uh, really appreciate your time this morning. Hey, thanks and there he goes ladies and gentlemen mr dustin ellerman at top shot dustin if you want to look him up in social media on instagram and twitter and uh, i will put the links to his facebook page and other places you can find him and find out what he's up to um on the show notes if you want to check those out also in other news i recently went on a hog hunt with a friend of mine who's been on the podcast before mr michael foster he has a um uh, video and I have a video of our hunts at DB Hunting Ranch here in Central Texas, and uh, you can find those at my website at Dustin'sProjects.com or WarnkeOutdoors.com. And my last name again is spelled W-A-R-N-C-K-E Outdoors.com and you can check out those hunts. Uh, I filmed both of them. I filmed the one for myself, by myself, um, with a little bit of help from Mr. Michael Foster, and then um, filmed Michael's hunt, and he got a little boar, and I got a nice size uh, sow uh wild hog um each at the uh at the hunting ranch so i just wanted to let you know that those are available to go check out if you'd like to see what i've been up to in the woods lately and um also if you've not subscribed to the podcast before please do so that way you can get the downloads directly on your mobile device every time a new show comes out every two weeks and uh, also please subscribe if you haven't either digitally or in print to Texas Fishing Game Magazine, the subscriptions are relatively inexpensive. We just finished doing a big holiday push on um, on magazine renewals up to four years, and uh, they make great gifts for folks, especially birthday gifts that are happening the first of the year. Like my dad, um, buying him stuff and the subscription to Texas Fishing Game would make a lot of sense for um, for the the guys in your life or even gals in your life that are uh, into hunting and fishing and those kind of things. So um, definitely check that out for sure. And thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for reading. Thanks for listening and have an awesome day in the outdoors.